Welcome to Podcasts for Future CIO. In today's episode, we have with us Walter Chan, Managing Director and Head of User Research at Field Resources Consultant in Hong Kong, to talk to us about a recent survey that they did on virtual banking and virtual insurance in Hong Kong. Walter, welcome to Podcasts for Future CIO. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Ella. Now, Walter, maybe we can start this discussion with a brief on what exactly is Field Resources Consultant? What do you do in Hong Kong? Our field resources consultant is a full-service market research company based in Hong Kong. We start from 2004, so we are here more than 10 years already. And actually, we are we are now not just uh, service Hong Kong company, but we are more like um, regional operations because we also have office in China and, and in Singapore. We do serve different industries, including FMCG, IT, logistics, healthcare, or banking and finance is one of our expertise. So we do provide full service from design, data collection, up to report to our clients. Now, you recently did a survey regarding the, the adoption rates of virtual banking and virtual insurance in Hong Kong. Talk to us about the, the survey. What exactly does it reveal? That is something we feel interested and in. uh, we are uh, interested to do it internally and want to give some updates to the situations of virtual banking in Hong Kong because we could see the virtual banking story sounds from around one to two years before the government started giving the license. And then in this year, 2020, it finally launched. That's why we would like to know how it happens in Hong Kong. The survey is talking about what the people of Hong Kong feel about the virtual banking, how interested they are in using, and also a follow-up surveys to understand, okay, how many percentage of our respondents are currently using. We'd like to follow up the future developments of virtual banking, also virtual insurance in Hong Kong. And as I understand it, you did it several times. Like it was not just a one-off that you did it in one month, but you did it across several periods in the year to get a, a better view of the changes in adoption of the virtual banking, right? Yes, correct. Because we do the first round in um, April this year. And then first of all, we do it with a thousand people. And then from there, we try to understand uh, which part or which segment of Hong Kong people would have higher potentials of using virtual banking. And then we have a second stage that will be in-depth interviews to understand a bit more qualitative way why and how the people want to use virtual banking. And then after we narrow down the higher potential segments, then we do a follow-up surveys with 601 people to understand, okay, these are the target group we believe there will be higher potential. And then we find out the 50% of our respondents who are interested in using of virtual banking. Okay. And then in August and December, we're doing a small follow-up survey to understand, okay, because um, virtual banking already launched a few months in Hong Kong. So how about the adoption rate? And that's why we see, yeah, in August, it's about around 4%, and then up to December, it's around 7%. So the number went up. Okay, so let's dive deeper into this one. So Hong Kong has an extensive and established network of retail, commercial, and and private banking institutions. Why are Hong Kongers or Hong Kong consumers interested in virtual banks? Okay, first of all, uh, for private banking sector, yes, those customers uh, may not be very interested in virtual banking because they, they enjoy using the service from the RM relationship manager. So therefore, um, those are not the main target groups for virtual banking. That's true. 
However, for retail banking sector, we can see more than 90% of the customers are using mobile banking. They do not want to go to the branch to handle banking needs if possible. And now actually is sometimes the traditional bank, uh, uh, we can see in the past 10 years, the tra traditional banks try to cut their branch in order to save their costs. You can imagine like if a traditional bank with a very few branches, there's just no much difference from a virtual bank at all. And also from our research results, 85% of people expect virtual banks can get, provide better return to them. 75% of uh, people expect virtual banks could over lower service fee. If the virtual bank can really offer that to benefits to customer, why customer would not be interested, right? And also for the commercials banking, in terms of total number of companies in Hong Kong, 97 of companies in Hong Kong are SME. And the SME always complain that the traditional banks are not very responsive to their requests. In case if virtual bank can offer better service, sure they will be interested to use. And actually in 2021, we may also do another research about the perception of SME tours to the virtual bank. That should be an interesting one to look at there. Now, some incumbent banks, as I recall it, uh, way back when the government, when HKMA announced the first set of virtual bank uh, licenses, we started seeing traditional banks wanting to compete with them by lowering their fees, if not totally removing the, their fees to compete with virtual banks. Do you see this as impacting the success of virtual banks? I would say a bit, because before the virtual bank is really launched, all the uh, existing banks already like cutting their minimum deposit amount requirement to their customer, which is good to Hong Kong people, right? Mm -hmm. And I would say this kind of actions actually would make the virtual banks need to offer higher incentive in order to attract the new customers. And this do create some additional cost to virtual banks. It may be slow down a bit the development of virtual banks in Hong Kong, but I would say it will not be able to make really an impact to the success of virtual bank. The success of the virtual bank can be successful or not would really depends on their strategy more. Some of the virtual banks are joint ventures between incumbent banks and other organizations. Does this approach make sense for a traditional bank? So if I'm a traditional bank, I go set up a JV to offer virtual banking. Does it not compete against myself? To me, I would say I believe that is a smart decision. Because if you need a traditional bank to launch a virtual bank, which is solely owned by them, the initial cost will be higher. And also the general customer is easier to get confused in the beginning. And I believe when virtual bank is more mature in Hong Kong, there could be more collaborations between the virtual banks and also the traditional bank. For simple and easy instructions, I believe in future the people would tend to use virtual bank, but with more complicated instructions or investments. Hong Kong customers still prefer to have some people to serve them, and in such case, they will go to the traditional banks. 
Therefore, the traditional banks actually could have more corporations if they ha- are with a virtual bank, if they have a um, part of the ownership of the virtual bank. Now, Hong Kong has a very established and conservative regulator, the HKMA. Do you see the regulator's slow approach to innovation as you know, hindering, slowing the ability of virtual banks to deliver innovative new services? Um, that's a very interesting question. First of all, um, uh, we're the expert in user behavior and research, but uh, not in regulations development. But in my opinion, I would say yes and no. Yes, because uh, if there is a really totally new service in Hong Kong, it may take long time for the regulator to act, take actions. A very good example there is Ruber that exists in Hong Kong for few years, but the government do not really take the real actions to say completely no or completely yes. But uh, in terms of banking services, we can see the fundamental new elements such as e-sign signatures, uploading personal information, document in an e-format are already in the market for some years. So for our understanding, the banking service that um, can provide it from virtual banks and traditional banks are pretty much the same. The things I would say it really depends on um, it's more like it's not a really new innovative service, but to provide the service in a more innovative way. So if the virtual bank is able to well make use of those fundamental good elements what I just mentioned, I believe to provide the service in a more innovative way should not be a problem. What is your expectation of virtual banking in 2021? What's, what can we expect from it? I would say, as from our results, we can see current um, banking service that is offering from existing virtual banks in Hong Kong is not able to fulfill what the customer needs. And to be honest, you can imagine if a bank, no matter traditional bank or virtual banks, if they only offer general deposits or fixed deposits or even credit card to the customer, it's not able to maintain them and keep them active. So I believe um, the virtual bank developments in Hong Kong in 2021, they will try to launch more and more service, and that will be quite important. Otherwise, it will be hard to maintain the existing customer or to attract a new customer to use. Walter, thank you very much for joining us on Podchats for Future CIO. Thank you. That was Walter Chan, Managing Director and Head of User Research at Field Resources Consultant on Virtual Banking in Hong Kong. You are listening in to Podchats for Future CIO. Join us again in future episodes as we cover issues relevant to CIOs and business leaders in and around Asia. See you on the next episode of Podchats for Future CIO. Stay safe and bye for now. (music) 